Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 7, you will hear stories from our 8th collection, Lost and Found. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. One Soul Alone by Janet K. Baxter During a recent visit, Lynn was again agitated. He spoke rapidly and jumped topics frequently. Mama, I cry sometimes. I can't stop. Lynn gripped my hand hard with his cool, thin fingers. I look up into his dilated eyes, wide with terror and sadness. I grip his hand back tightly. Business is okay, Mom and Dad, he then declared. New managers. The litany of thoughts spilled out rapidly one after another. It was bad when we were in China, Mama. Lin's focus shifted to the past when he was 11 years old. It was bad for Ong. Being a woman, it was bad for women. This was the first time I'd heard this story about his sister. As a youth, he had talked of the small boat crashing off the China coast, swimming to the beach, hiding in the woods by day, walking up the coast at night. The small band of refugees dug small shellfish on the beach and boiled them for soup. It took months to reach the refugee camp in Hong Kong. His recollection was usually reticent and restrained, not ever sharing specifics. He never told us what he experienced, which torments his memories. When Lin joined our family, he laid out clean clothes each night in preparation for school the next day. He learned English quickly and made friends. He earned his black belt in karate and played high school soccer. Lin earned an art award his senior year. One of his paintings hung on the back wall of our church for years. We did not know that he lay in his bed most nights trembling with fear. After high school, Lynn's life unraveled before our eyes. He had five traffic accidents in one year and part-time jobs that he lost one by one. In college, he partied and drank heavily. Lynn also proudly became a naturalized U.S. citizen. Over time, Lynn's problems were increasingly serious and complicated. In his mid-twenties, he agreed to speak with a therapist but I could never convince him to return. Instead, Len ran from his demons, speeding to outrun the nightmares of his escape from Vietnam and the experiences that altered his young life forever. At first, he told us he left our area for summer work. However, Len eventually moved permanently to New York City. Because Len spoke English, He found work within the Vietnamese community interpreting for English-speaking customers for the non-English-speaking staff. Lin immersed himself in the Vietnamese culture. At the time, his spoken Vietnamese was immature and childlike, resulting in ridicule among his Vietnamese peers. So he spent time with Vietnamese families to become fluent with the language and culture. His culture identity was shaken. Was he Vietnamese? Was he American? 
he did not fit anywhere. The defenses Lynn had developed as an adolescent did not support him in adulthood. He avoided his emotions and memories. He was the big spender, the big man at the party. His car was repossessed, and he repeatedly accumulated large debts. When he visited, we noticed that he had lost weight and rarely made eye contact. Conversations were filled with information to remove our worries, yet he evaded questions about his welfare. He faked good with his stories, talking rapidly and forcefully, allowing little opportunity to question or dig deeper. At meals, he ate ravenously and took leftovers to eat afterwards. Many years later, I had a moment to connect with Lynn. He was thin and exhausted, sad and emotionally fragile. His litany of personal problems spilled out during our conversation. I put my hand on his arm that was shaking under his dark, long sleeve shirt in the summer heat and asked him one question. How long, Lynn, are you going to be unhappy? Lynn looked up at me, his eyes finally meeting mine. I repeated, How long are you going to be unhappy? We talked at length, finally connecting in a conversation that was uncomfortable for Len. Len moved back to our area the following year. He has become a licensed nail technician. His natural artistic talent is shown in his nail designs. He quit smoking after having smoked since he was seven. He has a dog. He guzzles energy drinks for breakfast. Lynn is adamant he does not take drugs, but his dilated eyes and rapid talk tell on him. His PTSD symptoms continue to haunt him. Now in his early 50s, Lynn has lived independently for almost 30 years, yet he attends and enjoys all family holiday get-togethers. Lynn calls weekly just to see how I'm doing. I'm okay, Mom, he says over and over. Don't worry about me, what I do. Copyright 2023, Janet K. Baxter. Janet K. Baxter lives in Kings Mountain, North Carolina, and is a member of the Charlotte Writers Club and Scribblers, a memoir critique group. Her stories, Horse Whispering for the Average Woman, Southern Blues, A Frank Lesson, Cappy the Boomerang Horse, an Angel Smile, and Morgan, our escape artist, have appeared in previous anthologies published by the Personal Story Publishing Project. Retired, Janet enjoys her new passion thread painting, as well as dabbling in writing, trail riding, and keeping up with all the critters on her mini estate. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of 6-Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the eight anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.